podcast world. This is Caribbean Power Lunch, where we feature Black-owned businesses. I am your host, Kevin Valley, and today we are joined by Zara Alain. She is back. Hello, hello, podcast world. Good to hear you all again. Zara, where you been? Where you been? This is episode 26. Where you been? Kevin, you know, we out here. We pumping. We have things to do. We trying to start businesses. You know, we can't, we can't always be here, but I'm glad to be back. Zara's international. So today we are talking to what I've come to realize is a marketing genius. Genius, guys. Genius with the OS. Genius. Next, next level. Miss Nicole Green. Hi, good night, Kevin and Zara. How are you doing? Not as good as you, Nicole. <laughs> it's a true story. <laughs> After that wine and WhatsApp event last night. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for participating. You know, guys, Kevin was the first male person to actually win a prize on my wine and WhatsApp. I'm not surprised. Kevin yes. is often the first, you know. Yeah. Yes. I, I realized what was happening. I realized this is so active. I was on the couch right there where you guys are sitting. I had my WhatsApp web open. I was like, okay, well, everybody's mind is jewelry and they're saying, oh, ladies, this, ladies, that. Then I saw free punch of creme for the person who answers the next question. I said, How I did I know that that was the question that you were going to answer? No, no, no. So then I, I sat up, I positioned myself by my keyboard and I typed 95 words a minute. So I'm ready. Nobody ain't beating me. Then I saw the question come. Not competitive at all. No, it's like, means light, you know, but I was focused. Then I saw the question like, Brr! let's go. Little red riding hood, gone. <laughs> well done. Congratulations. Yes, yes. Now I'm the proud winner of a bottle of punch of creme. That's correct. So Nicole, how you thought about that though? That's, that is brilliant. It's Jesus, you know, because I'd have to actually take you back to earlier this year when I was forced to relocate. Yes, people tell me that I had to relocate. For me, it felt like it felt like I was just losing my business. Things weren't going that great. And I was devastated, devastated. And I needed to find another way to continue to make money. You know, I still have stock. I just couldn't continue to pay the rent that I was paying right now, downtown Port of Spain. Okay. So we haven't really told the listeners what business this That's is. Correct. We're so busy talking about wine and WhatsApp. <laughs> yeah, and but then you things. mentioned jewelry. So I'm sure, you know, all our listeners would know by now that I sell jewelry and not just any kind. This is 18 carat fashion jewelry. What? So you pay like 10% of the cost of real gold, but you get that same longevity. And I've been doing this since 2003. And if you guys can see the pieces that Nicole is rocking this evening, you will want to contribute to her business as well. Yeah, we should have had a video for this evening, man. Next time. How are you able to sell it at 10% of the cost? Because it's not real gold. So you pay, you know, 90% less. Oh, okay. It's gold plated. It's three layers of 18 karat gold on top of brass or copper. But the brand that I sell, the quality, the quality is premier. It's not just some gold plating that they slap on and they call it Brazilian gold. It's not that. It's up to five microns of gold on top of the copper or the brass. And therefore, the longevity, it's, it's amazing. Like this bracelet I'm wearing right now, you all can't see it. Our audience can't see it, but I've had this since 2004. Okay, okay. Is it true that you were working at a casino when you came up with the idea? Yes, actually an online casino, Sunny Group of Companies. I was their PR and marketing person for just about nine months. And 
I went to my hairdresser and she had, you know, the same piece of jewelry and was trying to sell it to me. And I looked at it. And you've ever had that uh uh-huh moment or that moment when something just clicked, like everything just locked into place. And I thought, but wait, I could sell this too. And it's not because I loved jewelry. I probably had, I don't know, two pairs of earrings, a ring and probably a chain to my name. But something about this, and it's, you know, it's just to emphasize, sometimes when your intuition or when this voice talks to you, it's to listen, it's to take action. And that's what I did. I thought, you know, maybe I can sell this. And I asked her, you know, for more information, where can I get this? And she spoke about a supplier in the Shogunas area and that, you know, he would wholesale. She explained, you know, the, the cost and everything. And I thought, but wait, I don't want to do what she is doing. I want to do what he is doing, Yeah, you know? And of course, it was an online casino. So yes, I went and I did my research online for the brand and I found the brand in Canada. I messaged them and they were doing the same thing that this person in Shogunas was doing. And I said, no, I want to reach the manufacturer. Who? Where's the factory? And after convincing them that I'm not about to come to Canada to give them any competition, they gave me the name and the number of the supplier in Brazil. It so happened that when I called the supplier around that time, and this is to testify how God is great and how you should listen to that voice. Because when I called, the supplier said, but you know, we have somebody in Trinidad already. However, you call that an opportune time, Nicole Green. They call you by your full name. You call that an opportune time, Nicole Green. It so happens that the directors of the brand, they're going through a little fallout. And I am going one way with one set of directors. And the other person who was buying from them, he is going with the other set of directors. So they needed a representative for this new company that they're establishing in Trinidad and Tobago. And I said, me, me, me. I wanted to be a person. <laughs> Please. <laughs> and of course, they told me well, what my minimum order was supposed to be. Back then, it was about 3,000 US dollars. I had no money saved. I was working paycheck to paycheck. And I said, okay, no problem. Send me the catalogs. And I had to find a way to raise this 3,000 US dollars. This is so interesting because, first of all, I want to know, what's, what's the time frame like from seeing it at the hairdresser to now you're negotiating pricing and all these things? All right. So it was July of 2003. Mm-hmm. By August of the same year, I was already talking to the supplier. By September, my first shipment came in. So you did everything from idea to initiation in eight weeks? Yeah, eight weeks to two months, yes. That's, that's was, yeah, eight weeks to yeah, two months. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So up to this point, had mm-hmm. you ever been an entrepreneur before did you know you had that spirit in you yes i did so that's taken us now way back to you know childhood let's go back back. back. way back (laughs) back into time (laughs) you know she's not drinking any rum (laughs) nicole you may not get his braces back so you have to take it back from me now (laughs) thank you (laughs) so my mom my mom is this 
awesome, hardworking mom who didn't make it past primary school because she had to stay home to take care of her 11 brothers and sisters. Yeah, 12 of them in the family. Yeah. So yeah. she was kind the eldest kid. A lot of kids. Exactly. Yeah. Right? So she encouraged me. She said, Nicole, you know you need to go to school, educate yourself, and get a good government job. This is what my mom is saying to me. Mm-hmm. But, you know, children do what they see. They practice what they see, mm-hmm. not really what they hear. And my mom was a housekeeper. And back in those days, you know, $175 a week. That's what my mom worked for. And that wasn't enough to supplement, right. you know, the lifestyle that she wanted for us, you know, to make sure, she, you know, she put food on the table. She would sell kurma, tambran bowl, ice cream, wrappers. I could made ice cream and stuff. <laughs> yes. Oh. But you know what wrappers is, right? No. Uh, why, why you have to embarrass me like that? I, okay. <laughs> I was just no, nodding well, and I smiling. Say, I wouldn't say it on air, right? But um, for, for, for people out there who moving, who's going with the new movement of legalizing something, now we're following you. Uh, we are on cannabis, page. medicinal. N- not that. The wrapping the, 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 the to go on. The paper. Yeah. Oh. We used to call it wrappers. There was a brand called wrappers, 50 cents a sheet. Okay. Oh, that's the price? Okay. okay. It was Good back know. then. So I'm just saying, this is, this is my truth. Good. Yeah. Right? Good. Good. And that's what I saw. You know, I was the clerk. I was so happy so, you know, Miss Venice, could I get a cup of ice cream? That's my mom's name. Can I get a cup of ice cream, please? Okay, well, do you have change to get? How much money do you have? And they say, because we lived in a nice little wooden upstairs house, and I'd go take out the little ice cream, give them the change. I really enjoyed that interaction. And then, of course, you know, right there, and then they would take a little taste of the ice cream or the creamer, and then to see the pleasure on their face. But right that's... now I want some ice cream. <laughs> That was just amazing for me. And yes, I went to school, got some subjects. I knew she couldn't afford to send me to UE. And back in those days, San Fernando Technical Institute was free. Therefore, I thought, well, okay, I'll go there for the time being. And the easiest thing to do was to do secretarial technician with that i'd be able to plan my life because as a secretary in any department i'd know well do i really want to get into accounting do i want to get into business management i just knew that that was one of the easiest way to be educated and to get a job did that and when i came out of school there was nothing to do really with mcdonald's for a little bit and i got my first real paying job, my $1,200 a month job at Solid Waste Management. And this is me traveling from Faisabad to Port of Spain every day. First one in the door, last one to leave. That was my work ethic. And I decided to save some money and put a down payment on a computer. My first computer, Scotiabank, gave me the loan for my first computer. And with that, I used to do type and services for people, I call it type tech services. I was 20 years old. So you incorporated a business called... I didn't, inc- I just called it just type. Because I didn't know about, you know, incorporated. I just right. knew, well, I could do something with this computer. Mm-hmm. You know, I could make money, type and resumes. I used to do thesis for people at university, things like that. That's and I created my own little spreadsheet to keep track of my income and expenses. I was in business. 
you know, I made a lot of money. But then the time, remember, Fais about to put a spin back in those days, working, trying to do my business on the side. I had to choose something. I had to choose one. And I listened to mommy. I gave up the business. <laughs> oh. I gave up the business and stuck with my job. But it's just always been there within me. I moved from solid waste management, did a little stint at Power Gen, a little Petrotrain, came back Power Gen, Rahal Holdings. But in all between that, I'm just thinking, this is not really what I want to do. You know, I went into the sales and marketing. It brought me a little step closer to dealing with customers and whatnot. But it just wasn't it. And when I saw the jewelry that day, that opportunity, now you understand when everything just locked into place. Like, click, click, click. Mm-hmm. <laughs> everything just locked into place. And yeah, yeah I, like, I, you know what? I'm going for this. Did you find yourself throughout that time when you were sticking with the job but wanting to do other things did you find yourself seeing opportunities in things along the way even opportunities that you may not have necessarily capitalized on yeah you saw things you know every single day and at Rahal Holdings you know owned by the one percenters you know in our country Miss Annette Rahal became my mentor she was my go-to person and she encouraged me within the business to explore all the areas. So I was able to do little things in accounts department, marketing. I was at all her meetings. And I watched this woman because back then, a lot of the, well, Syrian women, they weren't really in the business per se. But she was this powerhouse and I wanted to be like her. Seeing her do all the operations, manage the business, meetings, they were making money. I wanted to make money too. So I guess I just had to bide my time because by the time I started my business, I have a procedure for what I want to do. I have my job descriptions. And this was just me running my business by myself. Oh, you had everything in order? I built my business as if I was running a large company so that when that opportunity comes one day, I'd be prepared. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah, that's I me. Mean, that's just, it really is genius because yeah. it's like, I didn't hear you mention any kind of formal training, but say any kind of like special like BSc and UE or anything like that. How did you learn that? No degree. Just watching and learning. And as I told you, my work ethics. So when I was working solid waste management, I'm there first and I'm finished my work by what? Two, three o'clock. I had time to just explore, you know, go into the computers, ask questions, go to different departments. So back then, I was on contract. And this is just to talk about, you know, a little bit more about work ethics and what I really believe in, and which is why I'm like this in my business. Somebody went on maternity leave in the accounts department for three months, and they said, okay, Nicole, could you come up to the accounts department? No problem. And when I went to that desk people's invoices just stuffed in drawers and things just all over the place. And I want to know, well, what was this person doing, you know, all this time? Man, as I told you, first in, last out. Within the next two weeks, 
everything was filed, entered into the system, would print my reports, go to the accountant and said, I would actually be telling him now, okay, so we paint this, that, that. Mind you, I don't really have any formal training, just basic accounts from, you know, secondary school and, and all that. But you'll also have that experience with your mom selling you ice cream and diva yeah, just, rappers. Right. Rappers. <laughs> 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 the rappers. <laughs> Right? right, and the crewman and all these yeah. things. So you go at that practical experience on how to run a business. Right, but this is on-the-job training as well, mm-hmm. you know, and it's to really take note. And when you're doing something, you do it well and you do it to the best of your ability, always. So I did so well that when the person came back from maternity leave, they didn't really need her anymore. You got somebody fired? <laughs> you got somebody fired? Sorry to say, you snooze, you lose. You snooze, you lose. I didn't mean to do it. I was just doing my job. I hope you're listening to these lessons that yeah. this knowledge that Nicole is dropping on you right now. Yeah. It's very real. It's, it's very, very real. real. And it happens in business too. If you snooze, you lose. If you if you underserve your customer and somebody else is serving them better, somebody else is more efficient, somebody else is more on the ball, you will lose that customer. And more so, you have to have the foresight. So many times I find people stick to what their JD says they're supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. But the people who are the hustlers, like Nicole, are the ones who are looking for the opportunity to learn and grow outside of what everybody says they should be doing. So they're prepared for when the opportunity comes, right? That's correct. And this is what I like to teach my children. Yes, Miss gave you a project to do. These are the things she said. But okay, what about ensuring that your layout looks a particular way or what about adding a little more information or what about the cover sheet miss didn't ask for a cover sheet yeah but you still put your cover sheet That's right you Please. know you know it's like seven words that you'll know any employee who's doomed for failure would say is that is not in my job description well i didn't count it properly i might be seven just double check me <laughs> podcast will double check me <laughs> He's right. He's right, guys. He can count. <laughs> I actually counted as well. <laughs> no, that is so true. And I think that that's an epidemic I've seen mm-hmm. in the Caribbean that breeds mediocrity. Mm. If you only stick to what somebody else says you can do, that means you're taking somebody else's limits onto your own life and you only get one. Well said. Well said. That's correct. So your mom really brought this go get a mentality onto you and now you're imparting it onto your, onto your kids. So how do you apply that to your business though? Because I mean, I see that customer service and customer engagement is high on the list of your priorities there. Yeah, so let me tell you this before we move forward. When I started my business, it was door-to-door, door-to-door sales. It wasn't this grand store or anything like that. I was able to get the financing by showing my friends, family, co-workers, neighbors. This is the catalog. This is what I'm, you know, I want to get into. Talk about my product. Do you like it? Yeah. Okay. So I'm accepting 50% down payment. And that's how I was able to. And were they comfortable parting with that 50% given Yes. It? Remember, you start, you always start with the people know that you. you know or who know you, who trust you. And then remember, when you have certain work ethics or your particular way in life, people generally trust and and believe in you and believe in your dream. That's an excellent point. Because for Become Investable podcast, which is launching November 8th on my birthday. Anyway, yeah. (laughs) I interviewed Nigel Romano, the CEO and managing director of GMB Bank. And he said just what you just said. He said, 
when you're starting a business, if you can't get your friends and your family to buy into your idea, why should a financier buy into it? Why should an investor buy into it? Why should a bank buy into it? Correct. So that's an excellent point. So that is how I was able to bring it. And of course, you know, mommy, whatever little she could contribute, my mom did that for me. Brought in my first shipment in September of 2003, and I never looked back. And people said, wait, you're quitting your job to sell jewelry? I'm quitting my job to pursue my dream. Yeah. And that is exactly what I'm doing. Hence, Dream Life Distributors. So people were imposing their fears onto you. Yeah. But Nicole was not having any of that. No, you put on your blinders and you focus. You know exactly what you want. You go and you blinders. go after it. Yes. So for me, it wasn't a passion for jewelry per se. It was a passion for satisfying a need. Because back then, I guess the crime in the country started to increase back then. And we had a need for a less expensive alternative. And I feel that need. And I love the interaction with people. As I said, I loved being the sales clerk, right? So it doesn't matter what I sell. It's that interaction. It's ensuring that when somebody leaves my presence, they're inspired, they're happy, and they just really have some positive feedback after the sale. No after sales remorse whatsoever. Tell me something. What? What gives you a better feeling? Is it the success of the business in terms of dollar value? Or is it the process, the enjoyment you see from your customers while serving them and all of that? Of course, you're in business to make money. However, my passion lies in seeing my customers happy. The process, it's just so exciting, you know, just like the creation of the wine on WhatsApp. And, you know, we can go through that after, but... That process is just so exciting. It's, it's something new. And it's just to tell you all that even though you, you're going through a challenge and you might be depressed, is to just still work through it. Still know that you have a dream and that God hasn't forsaken you. That you are still somebody. And it's through failure of something that you learn certain lessons and you could come back bigger and better more innovative speaking of innovation i think now is a good time to talk about wine and whatsapp because guys <laughs> if y'all see this group where kevin won this punch I, Krem, listen, this whatsapp group is lit yeah it's lit, it's lit, it's lit. so nicole please tell us about this incredibly innovative and effective marketing strategy which you've put together for your business okay. So let's step back a little bit in terms of why I had to do that. All right. So apart from, you know, having to close my physical store, it just wasn't working out for me on Facebook and Instagram. I did the Facebook Lives. I used to call it, you know, a sparkle event. And every Wednesday, I would go on and show the jewelry, you know, talk about the prices, the quality, and crickets. You know, people would inquire, but I just never really got to the stage of closing that sale on Facebook. And my Instagram account, it was just, you know, barely active. And I wondered, well, okay, I had this WhatsApp group since 2015. And now and then, you know, you just throw a little picture and a little sale in between. You might get a few responses, but 
that was it. And I'm home now. The business closed in at the end of May, June. You know, all the wrap up and whatnot. And in July, I started wondering. Well, I don't want to go back to doing the door to door. Been there, done that. What else can I do? What can I do to just continue to make the money and support my family? Family is so important to me. Support my family. And still throwing a few little pictures in the group. And I said, here's what, ladies. I want to have a sale for emancipation. What do you think about that? And it's like, okay, sale. You know, everybody, they're up for a sale. Okay. So how am I going to do a sale on WhatsApp? I don't really have a location. I don't want people to come to my home. How the heck am I going to do this? And this is like two days before emancipation. And as I said, you know that voice? When you listen to that voice, okay, I'm going to do this, yes. And I sat down and thought, okay, people like shopping from the comfort of their homes. Hence, you know, the reason why Amazon and all those places, block. okay, they like doing that. I'm catering to ladies. Okay, good, check, I have the ladies in the group. But what do ladies like to do you know when they're sitting down and they relax and they're shopping what else Ooh, they can drink wine all right all right but it's on whatsapp okay 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 <laughs> i'm going to call it wine and whatsapp all right good so, right so all right so i have the name the name is there okay so exactly how am i going to to do this and i thought about Flipping through catalogs. I thought about the actual sales process. How could I create that production on WhatsApp? And I realized, okay, pictures tell a thousand words. So make sure that the pictures that I take of the jewelry, it's of a high enough quality that they could, you know, really see and imagine themselves in it. And I thought, okay, these could be my VIP customers. Make them feel even more special. It takes a special kind of person to be in this group, to be able to see the new arrivals first because anything else that I throw outside of WhatsApp, on Instagram, or on Facebook, the prices would be a little higher, of course. So you have to be special to be in this VIP group. And only your family or friends, just like, you know, long time, you know, refer somebody, you know, that kind of referral thing. That's exactly how I'm doing it in Wine and WhatsApp. So we have the pretty jewelry right? Then I needed to come up with a script. I needed to make it exciting. Okay, so I can't just put pictures and some prices. I have to be able to tell a story. They have to be involved. And I'm so fortunate to have a group of ladies who are willing to just be open to having fun. I have some friends who just a little crazy and would add that little vibe, you know, to make everybody laugh. And on the night, <laughs> on the night that I actually decided, well, all right, you ready? I did my countdown, 24 hours, eight hours, three hours. So of course you have the hype. Of course, you know, just like any party, any event, you have the hype. So I put the hype on WhatsApp and people are like, yeah, and you see the little dancing emojis and like yes okay good good they're excited and 
on the night of the the actual, you know, sale and everything. Of course, you know, welcome ladies to our first emancipation sale. And it's like, hey, welcome, Nicole, blah, blah, blah. And bam, we're going to have a contest, right? The person who answers this first will win this prize. Bam, the picture of the prize. Like, hey, we, win, we could win stuff. Of course, you can win stuff. And I made sure and create this production where there's always some kind of theme. So whether I incorporate some of my daughter's homework, Kelsey, she's very much involved in my wine and WhatsApp as well. So I'll incorporate some math, some simple math questions. I'll incorporate some storybook questions. So just like the punch, the punch gram that, that Kevin won. Yay. The question last night was, which storybook character would most likely have a bottle of punch creme in her basket to take to her feisty grandmother? Right? So, of course, we, you know, as it grew, I had sponsors. I added sponsors. So, people who have their businesses, they're able to advertise within my group of 150 ladies you and counting. Cash or just products? Just product. They just give away. So, then they do, you, they provide the prizes that you can use for the giveaways. That's correct. So, instead of using my jewelry as giveaways now, we have people who are willing to sponsor prizes and the ladies are getting variety and they have jewelry. We have the camaraderie. It's it's just awesome. I really, really enjoy the entire process of innovating inside of WhatsApp because I did do my research, you know. How can I maximize sales on WhatsApp? Nothing. Everybody just talk about creating a group and that's it. But didn't really say how to do it. And this is... Well, so now you can write that handbook. Of yeah, course. You, can you write of that handbook because Nicole is a marketing genius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am. Genius. Yeah, Nicole That's and I got to talk after this, um, this podcast. Yeah, we have to have a discussion. After we rum and record. Rum and record. Okay. All right. <laughs> like that. We're going to use that. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's your new tagline. Hmm. Caribbean Power Lunch. Rum and I record. <laughs> So how did you accumulate that group of 150 ladies in that WhatsApp group though? At first, you know, I probably had about, you know, I don't know, 10 or 15 ladies in there. That's a good bit. That's still, it's still not much because remember, I already have a, a customer base, but not everyone wants to be in a WhatsApp group, right? So it really takes a special kind of person that that's passionate about their jewelry. They really have a love for jewelry to be in a group. That's mainly about jewelry, you know? And of course, I ask people to add their friends. You do little promotions. The person who um, adds the most persons to the group by so-and-so time will win a prize. Just normal ways that you would promote a party or or any event. You do it within. And that's cool, though, because you're tapping into people's natural competitive nature. Because, yeah. I mean, obviously, I don't want to buy any jewelry. Mm -hmm. Say, but I mean, I just say, no, let me beat them. I get his punch of cream. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and you did. Yeah, I did. I did. You he did. was <laughs> so proud of himself. <laughs> I am. I am. I, I, no, I, I literally jumped. I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so excited. There was like 10 exclamation marks in that WhatsApp message. And then a message I said, it caps lock, I won. <laughs> and so then I had to scroll through the group to see what he was talking about because I missed it. I, by the way, if you walk away from this group for five minutes, 
That's it. You will Just lose. be done. I woke up this morning. I had 242 messages on you my phone. You have to be in it. You have to be involved. You have yeah. to be sitting down here with your glass of wine and literally with the phone in your hand and reading and going through. Just It's just one hour of your time every Thursday night. But it's so amazing because, I mean, this much must be kind of like must-see television for these ladies. You know, this is appointment time. It's like that. It's like that. And, you know, it's a and the funny thing, you know, adding structure. You know, sometimes people, they prefer to be flexible in certain things. But for this group, structure was very important to me. And what came out of this, what I realized, it's just very surprising. I was able to get customers who are not on Facebook and who are not on Instagram. They choose not to be on social media. So I have people within the age group of, say, 22 to 65. Whoa. Yes. That's amazing. That's that's like almost everybody. I was able to capture the senior folks. And they're the ones that every Thursday, okay, Nicole, I'll take this pair of earrings. I want that, that, that. Because... They don't really want to be on social media. Do you have guys in that group? Yes, I do have a few guys who like to buy for their ladies. Uh, so it's for the sophisticated lady and, of course, her guy. What about single men? Single men who does want to... Well, we do have a few pieces for single men, you know. We we do. We do have bracelets and chains. Okay, I just want to know if I should just stay around just for the puncher cream. <laughs> Next week would be another sponsor. Most likely, it would be Hibiscus. Hibiscus? Yes. What was that? Oh, well, you know what? I'll pass on that information to you. No, sorry. He has to wait until Thursday to find out. Join oh, the WhatsApp group. Join good. the group, that's Kevin. Good. 8 o'clock next week, Thursday. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I'm learning from you, Nicole. I'm learning as we go. Wow. Okay. <laughs> that's how powerful this woman's influence is, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so how do you grow? How do you grow? How do you scale? Play distribution and everything. Do you have a bunch of partners? You have- okay, so... And- so you've caught me at a time where I'm innovating, yes, in my business, and I'm now starting to experience a little growth. But years before, and this is how I was able to stay in the business for so long, even through previous recessions, right? When I did the business door to door, and I developed a clientele of trustworthy customers, and of course, you know, you'd give goods on credit or down payment, you come back, you collect. That's just how it was with door-to-door sales, even up to now, but that's how it was for me back then. And I said, hey, you know, one of my customers, Bernadette, she was at CSO, and I would go there every month to collect money. I said, hey, Bernadette, are you interested in making some extra money? Really? Yes. Yeah. You can sell jewelry. I can. Yes, you can. I'll give you 20% of whatever you sell. Therefore, I took it upon myself to create a nice little case with jewelry. I bought a, a display case and loaded it with jewelry for her. Of course, I recorded everything. Of course. Recorded everything. You were not and I gave her, of course, right? I gave her the stock. So while I was selling somewhere else, she was selling at the CSO 
building right, so at the time. You're doubling your right exposure there. one time. Right. And then I met somebody, hey, are you interested in making some extra money? Oh, yes, Nicole. And I, I showed them how to do it. First of all, with that pitch, the answer is yes. almost always going to be yes. It's always <laughs> going to be yes. And then remember, these are my customers. They already love the jewelry. They love the customer service. And they believed in the brand that I was selling. So it was easy. All I had to do was, you want to make some money? Yeah. Can you sell the jewelry? Has anybody sure. ever said no? Has anybody ever said no? No one has ever said no. You have to know who, you know, I guess have an eye for somebody who would be interested in something like that. The right? only thing is when people message me on LinkedIn and said, hey, Kevin, would you like to make some extra money? Would you like to make some passive income? I get scared. <laughs> see that's the stranger on linkedin that's yeah, not your different. trusted yeah. friend nicole who's selling you jewelry that you already every month love. exactly and every month i come we interact we talk i know how much children you have how many years you've been married what's going on with your ill mom and i know everybody by name i'm able to ask you know well what about jillian you know hey your daughter stacy did she pass for the school of her choice yes oh okay you know what to celebrate that give her this little pair of earrings for me please it's just things like that. Nice. No, but I think I think the central tenet so far, Nicole, that's coming out in all of your stories and for every story of growth and success is that you focus on the people. People. You don't focus on the profit. Money will come, but you are focused on the people. And it's by focusing on the people that you're able to build the type of brand that allows itself to grow organically. Yeah. And obviously also through immense amounts of work. But yeah. you hit the nail on the head there. Yeah. That's correct. So that's how I was able to grow my part-time salespeople. Now I call them stylists, my dream life stylists, but that's how I was able to grow that. And then I realized, but wait, I chose the name Dream Life Distributors Limited because this was supposed to help me live the life of my dreams and also help others. So yes, there are people who are selling for me, but what about people who wanted to do the business just like that hairdresser? <laughs> that tried to sell to me years before and I decided you know what Nicole you know you could probably do some wholesale as well but it wasn't just about coming and then you select the jewelry I had to go all out I invested in creating a nice little kit you'd have gotten their case the jewelry all the supporting material how to take care of your jewelry everything that I had learned over the years in terms of sales I was able to create a wholesale kit to ensure the success of the people that invested in my business. Love it. Love it. So we're talking about ensuring the success of the people who invested in your business. I understand you also do some coaching. <laughs> okay. Yes, I do with the focus on moms who are like me. Mompreneurs, we call them. Mompreneur. Mompreneurs. All right. Right. I do because the journey to a successful business while having children is not always an easy one, especially if you have a spouse that believes in structure and having a secure nine to five job, you know, I admired your friend, you know, who had his wife all involved in the business. And while, yes, I get... Shout out to Kylie. Quiet. Yeah, Kyle, right? So while I do have his support in a particular way, in those days, he didn't really understand what it takes to grow your business. He didn't really understand that here's what, not all the time I could be the perfect mom and the perfect wife 
that he wanted, that he'd grown accustomed to before I actually started. Not that I'm saying I'm perfect, but in terms of, you know, it's what he close. wanted, mm-hmm. right? And <laughs> thanks, Kevin. <laughs> I'm blushing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I realized, you know, the struggle and, you know, I talked to other, other women like myself, but it's not really on a public forum how difficult and stressful it is to not have all the support that you really need and to try to have this life of balance. I do not believe in balance. And this has prompted me to coach other women like myself and to publish a book. I have, it's not published as yet. It's already written. It just has to, it just has to be edited and published you got a book yes i, I, I did not see that <laughs> sorry you saw that i didn't nicole can you tell us about this book about okay this book. so i don't really have a name as yet but the concept of it is doing what you must right my mom used to always so say that you sounds know, like name yeah me. that sounds like yes. a title <laughs> <laughs> doing welcome. what you must the mom entrepreneur handbook i like something it. like that yeah. right? send all royalties to caribbean power <laughs> <laughs> so you know my mom would always say I said, mommy, you know, how are you able to do all this? You know, you, you could work all day, come back home. She used to say, you know, Nicole, girl, you just do what you must. And I remember that's how I was able to get through some of the difficult times. Doing what I must, doing what I had to do to get the job done. And I was called at one time to do a little talk about balance. How do you balance being a mom for now? How do you do that? And... Sadia scratching my head. I don't believe in balance. So what am I really going to talk about? And then I remember my mom's voice came to me. Nicole, do what you must. I said, you know what? But that sounds like a good acronym for something. Okay. And I put pen to paper, doing what you must. And I thought about how I'm able to navigate this life of entrepreneurship and motherhood and being a wife. And it wasn't about balance. It was about having a life of synergy. It was about you communicating with your family and creating something bigger and better. So must. M. Mastering your mindset. Master. It always come back to whatever you're going through. If you don't master your mindset, if you don't tell yourself all the positive things that you can do to get through your challenges, then forget about it. Nothing happens. So once you master your mindset, you're on your way to success. Understanding. The U is for understanding. Understanding the needs of your dependents. Understanding the needs of your customer. Understanding. Once you master your mindset and you understand what is required of you, what is required for your business, you move on to S for strategy. What is the strategy that you're going to create in order to live the life of your dreams? How do you do what you must? And of course, the T is for taking action. Of course. Of course. Who didn't think about that? (laughs) (laughs) Taking action doing what you must. And I gave my talk about living the life of your dreams through synergy and doing what you must. And realized, but wait, this little talk could turn into a book. All right. 
And I did. So I incorporated, you know, this acronym, this doing what you must with my life story and what I went through in business, how I was able to overcome challenges by mastering my mindset, understanding the needs of my customers, understanding the needs of my family. What are the strategies? So why none WhatsApp, right? I came up with a strategy. All right, then the next step was to take action. And I'm here taking action. How do I get my business out there? Oh, I could go on a podcast and talk about myself and talk about my business. I can get on stage and to tell you the truth, I'm nervous in front of crowds. I don't like talking to people. I agree. I am I'm very right? shy in, when it comes to public speaking exactly, and all that. Exactly, you know, but how do I get over it? Master my mindset. Understand that if I want to get my book out there, I need to speak to people, right? What is the strategy? Oh, join Toastmasters. I did that. And now I'm taking action. I'm getting out there. I'm getting on stage. I'm doing my coaching. And life is good. So it's been going good so far. Yeah. So far. It could be better. It could be better. It will. Be. Um, I would never always be just satisfied, right? It's a cycle. Right? Go back to mastering my mindset. Going back to understanding, okay, what more can I do? What is the strategy? And just continue with that cycle. And that's doing what you must. I mean, I, I'm, I'm I, I don't know. I'm out. I, I, I don't know. I, I usually <laughs> have words and I don't have any because I feel like we all got taken to school right now and um, we just got a free preview of a book I'm definitely going to buy. Yeah. I feel like we want to wrap this up on a high. Yes, please. Nicole, where can we find you? You can find me at dreamlifedistributors.com. That's my website, my jewelry website. I'm on Instagram at dreamlifejewelry, Facebook at dreamlifejewelry. And you can join my WhatsApp group. Just message me 685-5678. And I can see you at mine and WhatsApp. All right. And the Trinidad Tobago area code is 1868. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going international Correct here. is right. <laughs> All right, Nicole. Before I close off here, I want to give you the forum to say anything that you want to leave us with. You see, surrounding yourself with people who have dreams just like you or even greater dreams, that's key. Surrounding yourself with people who believe in your dream and joining networks and communities of like-minded people so that when you say, here's what, at the end of the year, I want to make $5 million in sales, they wouldn't look at you and like, what? What's wrong with you? They'd say like, you sure you don't want to add a zero to that? <laughs> you know, that's the kind of people you should surround yourself with. And if you believe and if you know that you deserve to live the life of your dreams, it's just go for it. Just do it. I mean, yeah, I know the cliche in terms of like Nike, you just do it. But believe me, you see, taking action and doing what you must, it's all key to having a life of success. Thank you so much, Kevin. Thank you. And Zara. Thank you, Nicole. <laughs> Thank you so much. Podcast World, there you have it. Sell like a boss. This was Caribbean Power Lunch. Subscribe at caribbeanpowerlunch.com slash subscribe. Check us out on CastBox, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. And with that, thank you, Nicole, Zara, Podcast World, Cabin Studios. We are out. Peace.